racing sports cards at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia event, the PBKC Sports Card Show, live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club. Oh, I like the, the round of applause here. We don't usually get that on the open. Uh, it's Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy, WPTV, News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, alongside Jay Mart here <laughs> at the second floor of the PBKC. And as always, we get the nice chuckle from Jay Mart, who uh, just loves the fact that I'm still I'm still rocking the Big Teddy moniker, man. <laughs> Big Teddy. Well, it, it is a ridiculous nickname, <laughs> and it is funny to me every time you say it about yourself that you say Big Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, that does make me laugh. But you have to be honest and say – I say that now every time I see you. Yes. I've even taken to say, when you come into the office, I say, it's a Big Teddy takeover. Because that's what you said last time. You do. You do I'm indeed. I'm branding you. I, and I appreciate it, man. And, and the more we have of that, the more buy-in we have as a team, the, the further this thing can go, man. The Big Teddy takeover going to get all the way through Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. For right now, we're here on the second floor, as we always are on the last Sunday of every month, for the South Florida's premier sports card trading and memorabilia show. Uh, we have vendors, we have cards, we have memorabilia that you can come up here, buy, sell, trade from 10 a.m. or actually started at 9. We start 10 to 11, obviously. We here, we're here with you for the next hour. But up until 3, um, Sunday NFL ticket here on the TVs. We even have the game, um, the London game right here, Broncos, Jags going. Yeah. So you won't miss any of the NFL action. Come up. Parking's free. Admission. That's true. Also free. Yep. And, um, you know, you get you a chance to – Buy in on some cards, maybe some guys that you uh, want to invest in. Guys like uh, you know, right? Now, what's a good card to get these days um, that that might have a a big swing? Because I know at the beginning of the season we talked a lot about Tua Tagovailoa. We mm. talked a lot about Jalen Hurts. These are guys that are in positions to you can buy the card at a relatively nice rate, mm -hmm. and it looked really good for Tua there. Three games in, he's looking like an MVP candidate. Sure, Jalen Hurts six games in is definitely looking like an MVP candidate and a guy that could potentially be hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. Uh, what are some good ones right now before we dig into some of the uh, sports topics that you think people can maybe be eyeing well, right now in the NFL? So, I mean, so one guy you brought up, Jalen Hurts, is a guy that he has, like the hype train has definitely, like his prices have certainly risen, and I'm not saying he's the best guy to buy, buy right this second, but what I will say is that the, the next three games on the Eagles' schedule yeah. are are easy games. Yes, yes. So, there, in my opinion, there is a very good chance that this team is going to be sitting nine and zero in three weeks. Yeah. So, if you if you feel the same, it, it does stand to reason that even though the prices are high now. They will likely be higher then. They'll only keep growing there. And that's what I was wondering, too. How much higher could the price of a Jalen Hurts card go? Because if you think about it, he's a young QB who is on the ascent right now. Yep. He's undefeated. He's an MVP candidate. And not only that, it's, it's widely known right now. The Philadelphia Eagles have one of the easiest strength of schedules going forward. There's some people talking about it. I mean, this is the 50th anniversary of that 72 Dolphins team. Dare I say... It's the 50th anniversary of that 72 Dolphins team. It's super early in the NFL season right now, so too early to call. But <laughs> the Eagles look like a team that could push for it. They'll be favored in the rest of their games 
up until the playoffs, at least from now till then. So we can at least say that. It just, you know, J-Mar, you might be on to something. Jalen Hurts might be still the card to buy. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm not going anywhere near that undefeated talk. Especially, I know. I, know. I mean, Jalen, Jalen's a young man. Like that, yeah. that's a lot to put on somebody. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going there with it. Not even close, actually. But and I, but like I said though, in that three week span, like they, they really could be nine and zero in three weeks. But also, you know what I would say? I would say that you always kind of want to go in terms of buying. Do you want to go with what's actually not hot right now? Yeah. Like so so the NBA you want to buy low. Exactly. The NBA coming back into season is just now starting to get hot again. It was actually ice cold for a long time. Yeah. And that was the time to be buying NBA cards. Oh, so you buy in the off season. You buy right, in the off season. Right, okay. exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. You do your prospecting in the off season. So like now. Yeah, baseball just is going to be wrapping up. <laughs> so soon, if you're a baseball guy and there's some people you believe in, give it a little time. Yeah. Let people start, you know, thinking about other sports, forgetting about baseball, and the prices will drop a little bit. Uh, Jay Mart, I'm glad you brought that up. Forgetting about baseball, and you're talking about how you know people might have to wait until the off season. When is the uptime for baseball? Because we are in the middle of the fall classic. Last night. My Houston Astros took down the Philadelphia Phillies 5-2. You're an Astros fan. I'm wow. From Houston. I'm from Houston. Wow. Well, here's the thing with, with baseball. I'm not big baseball guy, right? I'm not big baseball guy, so I don't have an affinity for a certain team. I just root for my city in that, in that sport. Every other sport, I fell in love with a certain team. I fell in love with a franchise. Is it There's weird to root for a team that everybody hates? Oh, I love it, honestly. It, it, Do that you? kind of feeds into my persona. I, I, I love the... Just but it's not hating. It's not hating because they're good, though. I mean, they are really oh, no, good. They're good. They're really, they're really good. Really good. What did, what's, what's the hate come from? Then where's the hate stem? The cheating and the, and the attitude well, about the on. cheating. The New England Patriots have cheated for, since Tom Brady is one of the most heralded cheaters of all time. Why why are we why are we having all this disdain for my Astros when Tom Brady gets celebrated? He's the biggest cheater the NFL has seen in the past three decades. Well, I'm not celebrating Tom Brady. I'm a Peyton Manning guy, so. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Well, well, back to the baseball of all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your, that was a good skate. I like how you got out of that. Um, <laughs> the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies, and again, you have your supervillain. You have your evil empire in the Astros. Mm. You have the Phillies, the, the fun team, the underdog, uh, big market teams, both Houston and Philadelphia. You have Bryce Harper. You have Jose Altuve. You have stars in the World Series right now tied up 1-1 going back to Philadelphia um, for, for, the, for games three through five, actually. And it just shocks me personally that even now nobody cares about baseball. And, and I want to start with that. Like There are so many other things in sports going on right now that matter way more than what happened. And, and people are going to literally tune away from ESPN 106.3 if we got into baseball talk right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's funny. You, you mentioned all of those reasons why why you would think people would be paying attention. How about the fact that, that game one was such an amazing contest? Like Typically, typically that kind of a game would, would lead to more eyeballs yes, in the coming comeback. games. But uh, yeah, not so much, man. Not so much. Yes, in game one, the Astros go up five zip. The Phillies come back and win it, right? In Houston. Yep. The, the underdog team comes back and beats the the evil empire Astros who are, who are criticized for quote-unquote cheating, even though, I mean, that, that, that banner still hangs. 2017 ain't going nowhere. The Astros were punished. They did the time. 
They, they might have done the crime. I'm not sure yet, but I know they did the time. Mm-hmm. And that banner still sits there. Reggie Bush got caught cheating or whatever, which, whatever the NCAA considers cheating. They took his Heisman. They didn't take that, that World Series trophy from the Astros. So 2017, uh, 2017 still stays. Hopefully 2022 comes from Astros. But, again, the evil empire was taken down, came back on in Houston. Nobody even cares about game two. I was talking to my buddies, um, and, you know, a lot of people wonder, like, what do you do on those breaks? I, I, I do the uh, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and 11 o'clock shows, obviously, for WPTV News Channel 5. WFLX Fox 29, um, sports anchoring here, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Check us out. I'm on there tonight as well. Um, between my break, I went home. I was playing 2K with some buddies. I'm getting ready to go back into work, watch the Fall Classic, watch my Astros tie back up at one all, mm-hmm. and then, you know, obviously anger the sports cast. I asked a couple of my buddies what was, what was going on, what they were getting into. One of them was like, oh, man, I, I do got to go soon. I'm about to, you know, go to the sports bar. I'm like, okay, cool. You're about to go watch the World Series. That's what's up. No, 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 I'm going to watch the fight. The fight? Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, you're going to watch a 25-year-old dude beat <laughs> up on a 47-year-old retired UFC fighter instead of the World Series? I said, okay, whatever, whatever. I asked another buddy, hey, so what you got going on? Oh, I'm going to a sports bar as well. I'm going to watch the game. I said, cool, I'm going to be watching the game as well at PTV tonight. The game he was talking about was Michigan-Michigan State, which, <laughs> I mean, honestly, at least it provided, you know, some – theatrics in a negative way I mean but it, it was interesting after the game with all of the brawling the fights the 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 uh you know Mel Tucker even had to swing at a fan because he got touched um inappropriate not inappropriately Whoa. but he didn't get touched in a story it was inappropriate that a fan touched Mel Tucker he didn't touch him in an inappropriate place you can go right. back <laughs> but Again, it had it had some dramatics it had some theater to it and it had Michigan whooping Michigan State but anyway I say all of that to say if baseball can't have the spotlight right now, then then when can it? When can they have their time if not in the middle of the fall classic? I, I mean, this is the worst time <laughs> for baseball because all of the sports converge at once at this time, and baseball doesn't stack up anymore. I mean, in my opinion, I am just not as much of a baseball fan as I am all of the other sports that are happening right now, and I'm clearly not alone. I mean, you, you can't be, in, and the only reason why, I'll be honest with you, the only reason why I was watching the World Series at all was because of the fact that my Astros were in it, and uh, we were able to, you know, bounce back and get that win, so I was excited for that. Which, by the way, I should also clarify that I haven't always been anti-baseball. Yeah. I was a baseball fan for a long time. Yeah. I really, I really have a, a lot of problems with the way that baseball has conducted business in my lifetime. Some yeah. of, some of the, the the strikes, like not having the sport for a while, and then honestly, I tell you what really put me over the edge. What really like set off my resentment the biggest was, like, in our lifetimes, the biggest time that baseball has ever had was Mark McGuire yeah. and Sammy Sosa chasing that, that home run. And, by the way, I'm a Cardinals fan. Okay. So that might be why part of this is, is a little bit more uh, This is personal. I can personal. see you're getting lit it, up. I it, mean, it, it makes me angry that the, the entire sport is happy to profit off of it. They knew exactly what these guys were doing. Yeah. They knew. It was visible in Mark McGuire's locker. Andrew Steen Dion. Like, it, it was a big story. It was there. Everybody knew. So then the tides turn just a little bit, and the league completely skewers yeah. what they were just the guys that they were just riding their backs 
to to success. Like it just it drives me. The fact that Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame Man, that's, makes me insane. Like, and and I know Barry Bonds is not a great guy. I know he's not a wonderful, cheery kind of dude. But if that guy is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame, then that stupid thing shouldn't exist. Man, this, that's my opinion. This, I think that's like that's probably the greatest player that's ever lived, in my opinion. So I'm. I, I love this. Uh, Pat Rooney just sat down with us, by the way, Pat Rooney of the Rooney <laughs> family. And, and he, you know, as even kill as they come, J-Mart, you're as even kill as they come. Usually, Pat, have you ever seen J-Mart this fired up about something? <laughs> I don't know if I've – maybe after he quit smoking. But uh, <laughs> maybe, prior, yeah. prior to that, no. This is about as animated as J-Mart gets. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, I love it, man. I love that kind of energy right now, especially this early in the morning. I was just telling him I had a, I had a real late night. I had to get up early. I had to set this up on my own, all of these doohickeys. I'm I'm surprised we're even on the air right now. And it looks good. Me too. Doesn't look any different, right? No. <laughs> professional. You did it, man. We we knocked it out of the park this morning. But yeah, man, I'm just like I am. I'm, I'm loving the energy. You, he woke me right up. I have a little <laughs> coffee going. I don't even need this anymore. So how do you feel about the whole baseball thing, Pat? Well, I mean, again, we're you know saying what fan. I, I'm a Phillies fan. I, I grew up in Philadelphia. Oh, sorry so about that, man. I know. It's, <laughs> oh, I know these I know. two. He's a Houston guy. <laughs> now I, I know. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is too. So That's my he's guy. got a little bit going on with the Eagles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. I, I, see, I absolutely see what you're saying, J-Mart. It, it's, it, baseball's been just one of those weird sports that seems to not be able to get out of its own way. Like, it, it, right. it, it's, it, you know, it's been around forever. It was America's game for so long. And uh, you're right. The strikes, I think, absolutely impacted uh, the fans. And then right after that 94 strike is when you had Barry Bonds and, and, and McGuire and Sosa and all that kind of stuff. And even though che- cheating, whatever you want to call it, has been going on since the, the Ty Cobb era with, you know, spitballs and all that other kind of stealing totally. signs and all that kind of stuff, that actually was part of the fabric of baseball. Like, ooh, we got away with this one and all that. Uh, you know, I, I get it from from a performance-enhancing and injury recovery standpoint. If you weren't doing this stuff, you, those guys would have an advantage over you. But I've always said, I, and I'm not a Barry Bonds fan at all, I, I, I think he's a jerk, but if, if you look at Barry Bonds' career prior to the, the – uh, you know, when we thought all the steroids started, he yeah. probably should have been a Hall of Famer from that good. part of the career. Yeah, so, so uh, you're right. They they need to figure that part of this thing out. Uh, but these changes that they're they're going through now, like making the base bases bigger, you know, the runner on second, you know, the the the, uh, the, the not allowing the shift and all that. I'm like, just just leave it alone. That it's worked for 140 years or however <laughs> right. long it's been there. I get tweaking some things. I have no problem now that the Phillies are in the World Series <laughs> of adding adding a you know a, a wild card team, yeah. adding more playoff teams. But I think when you start tinkering with Things that are specific to the game, um, I, I just think it's it's odd. I, I, I putting a pitch clock. My whole thing is like you know you, now they have the mound visits thing. They have a, a, a mm-hmm. thing up there like five left. Or, I'm like, what's the penalty if they go over? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are they going to do? And, and and what's the penalty if they take longer than 15 seconds in between pitches or something? I'm like, if you're having all these rules, you have to have consequences for them that make sense. Like yeah. in hockey or, or you know that you go to a penalty box. What are you going to do? Right. Have have 10 men on the field instead of a Eleven or, or whatever, I I, uh, I I don't I don't get it. it. It it's I think you're tinkering with stuff that doesn't need to be tinkered with, and and that's a different aspect than what you're talking about, Jmart. But yeah, baseball seems to 
not understand that they've had a six, generally successful formula, except when they get in their own way and can't come to an agreement how to split billions of dollars. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, but just just allow the game to continue the way it is. I, I guess sometimes it's slow, and maybe that's tough for a lot of the younger generation to deal with. But I don't know. I. I've been watching these games, and, and just like you're saying, if, if the Phillies aren't engaged in it, I, I tend to quit watching unless it's a team you know, that I absolutely hate and don't want them right. to win, so then I'm rooting for the other team. Yeah. Like if the Dodgers got in it, I'd be like, all right, I'm rooting for anybody but them. But, it, you know, it, it, I agree with you. I hear you hate you. the Dodgers, huh? I just I hate their. Is I don't it the know, money? I, I don't. Maybe it. It's just they're they're, they're everything. Yeah, Chevette, Chevette, If you've ever gone there, it's awesome. It's it's so nice. The weather's always perfect. <laughs> it is. And and these guys are all good looking, and they're you know hitting is. They always have a rookie of the year, and yeah. I'm like, what? Why? How do these guys continue to get? They're like the Duke of of you know Duke college basketball, major league baseball. It's like how do they continue to get good players all the time? We are fired up about baseball, right? I'm loving this. I'm I'm loving this. I didn't really anticipate this. I thought when I brought up the World Series that both of you guys would yawn and we'd move on. But there's so – I mean, look, we'll get some more of the World Series stuff or, or a little bit of baseball. But also I want to talk about some of the things that I think are overshadowing uh, the Fall Classic right now, mm. including – including. I mean, how could you be so stupid to – these Michigan State players, how could you be so stupid? Uh, we'll get to that and more on the second floor of the PBKC for the Sports Car Trading and Memorabilia Show. We are live on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. We are back here as we, again, I'm, I'm watching. On the second floor here, obviously, you have the opportunity to buy, sell, and trade sports cards and memorabilia. You also can watch the NFL slate. You don't have to miss any of the action because of the Sunday NFL ticket, as well as we've got ESPN Plus up here streaming because that's the only way you can watch the Jaguars and the Broncos at Wembley Stadium in London right now. We started these international games in 07, and we continue to give, uh, you know, <laughs> we continue to give England just our worst. We continue <laughs> yes. to give them our worst. Unbelievable. How do we find a way? It's almost like the schedule projectors before the season, they pick out like, okay, this is, I mean, because so, you would think about it, the Broncos were supposed to be good this year. And the Jaguars at least were supposed to be exciting. Young quarterback Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, you don't have Urban Meyer anywhere around that anymore. And still somehow even this matchup ends up being a, a dud. So, yikes. 10-0 uh, Jags now. 10-0 Jags. Great stuff. Uh, Theo Dorsey here. The voice you just heard was Jay Martin. We've got Pat Rooney, the man, the myth, the legend, as we talk some sports. And we're also going to talk a little sports card trading here on the second floor of the PBKC. But if you want to make your way down, of course, the last Sunday of every single month, we have this show featuring signed icon. you got opportunities coming up. If you can't make it this Sunday, November 27th. And, and here's a little update for you. We're not going to be doing it on Christmas Day. In December, we'll be doing it December 18th, the week before Christmas. So if you want to mark your calendar off there to make sure you make your way up here. And we've got plenty of vendors, dozens of vendors up here right now. I see some some auctioneering. I see some negotiating, some bartering going on. So if you want to get into the action, make your way up here. They'll be going until 3 o'clock. We're with you here on ESPN 106.3 until 11. And, and honestly, I, I can't find a better place to start than 
last night's game. And I'm not talking about the Fall Classic game where, again, my Astros beat your Phillies, um, which, again, sorry for that. I mean, that's that, all right. If I would have known you were a Phillies fan, I would have told the Strohs to maybe lay off a little Listen, bit. Listen, they've lost game two of every series, so it's no big deal. We're right where we want to be. <laughs> well, you, I will give the Phillies this. I will give the Phillies this. They're the only team to beat the Astros in this postseason that's true so too. far. That's true, too. Um, wow. So, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's a pretty good feat. Maybe that'll be the only win they get. Um, they, they, I mean, knows? the Phillies, like, they feel like that team that's kind of fate. Like, like the Cardinals, actually, for a couple of years ago, just barely above 500, but just sort of clicking together at the right yeah. time. And it's funny because, as a Cardinals fan, the first, the first series, you guys – knocked us out and it was like the season's already it's, it, it's over it, it, it's so, so weird yeah. for the cardinals organization like to be just gone that unceremoniously and i literally turned to to one of my teammates and i was like the only thing that would make this make sense to me is if the phillies end up being that that sort of destiny team or that buzzsaw that ends up not being the one you expect mm. but ends up winning it all and that actually may happen yeah. Well, I, I went to the game real quick. I went to the game, uh, game four last Saturday, the ten to six game, and I've been, I've been to a bunch of Philly games over the years, and and we've all gone to games where the crowd's like really into it and all that kind of stuff. That that's really the first game, and I've been to Super Bowls and all kinds of things. The first game, I actually thought the crowd willed that team to win. The Phillies were down wow. four nothing. They were down six to four. You know, their bullpen still kind of stinks, and and there's just every indication it's like, all right, well, you know, we're we're going to lose this game. And that crowd absolutely willed that team to win that game. We basically stood. I was I was down the third base side, like in the back part, stood pretty much the whole game. Wow. And it was it was awesome. It was it was like being at a revival or something. They they were into every pitch. Wow. And San Diego just I was like these guys are going to lose this game. I can't believe it. They're going to they're going to, you know, and they did. And and, and Phillies just would not allow them to lose. If the Phillies win game three, I'm going to give you a prediction. Okay. They're going to win it. They're going to win They'll win it in five games. They will. If, if that wow. crowd gets behind them and they win game three, I don't care if Verlander, or who, they can they can bring Nolan Ryan back. It won't matter. <laughs> that crowd absolutely meant the difference between winning and losing that's, that game. That's yeah. super interesting to me given what we've been talking about. The lack of interest in baseball. Yeah. To yeah. hear that that's, that's actually well, even happening. Well, the thing about baseball right now is there's a lack of interest nationally. Mm. But regionally, there's so much. And if, if you're talking about even right here on this show, like the reason why I'm watching the Fall Classic, my Houston Astros are in it. Philadelphia fans will get behind anything, obviously. And, and it's really good times in Philly outside mm. of the Sixers right now. Uh, really good times all around. So I'm not surprised, and I am, I, I got to be honest, I'm nervous about that Philadelphia environment. You should be. To have to play three straight games out there yeah. after splitting yeah. at home. Not going to be friendly, but again, I mean, the Astros have one of the better lineups, a lot of good hitting, some solid pit. Like, I'm, I'm hopeful. I am nervous about the environment. Well, I That's mean, the Pat wild even card. saying that says a lot. I yeah. mean, Pat yeah. is around the Steelers. Like, there's hardly any fans better than Steelers fans. But I'm I mean, telling you, that crowd was that was it was being. Uh, here's another thing. I never. I'm 58. I never stay the whole game. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I, I, I want to beat the crowd. Totally. I was like, I'm staying. This yeah. is like being at a party. It was like you're high five. I never do that either. I'm high fiving people <laughs> around me and you know fist bumping. Like we were just like it was just like being at a huge party. That you just knew the outcome. Somehow they were going to figure out a way to win. And and I again, I've watched the Phillies the whole year. I've given up on them several times. <laughs> and I was just like, there's no way they're coming back from four nothing. And then you know, the, the Sosa I think hits it's it makes it six to four. Like you know, just feel the energy sort of go down. I'm like, all right, well that's it. They you know they can't to four four. 
it was like, nope, we're going to hit more home runs. Hoskins and, you know, it's like they're going to win this game. You and know what's just weird? Even more of kind of like nerving for me or unnerving as an Astros fan is the, the takeoff, the, the launch pad that the Philadelphia fans have today leading up to the next three games of the World Series because you guys have the Steelers mm-hmm. at home. Or I guess not yeah, you guys. I, well, but, <laughs> no, but I'm telling yeah, you, all that's all that. From yeah. that. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't talk a lot about hockey here. The Flyers stink. They're yeah. terrible. They're mm. in first place right now. And that's I, I think it's just that energy around that whole city right now is just so Wait, positive. the Flyers are Except in first the place? I'm pretty sure they are, yeah. I, but they stink? They Yeah, they were, they were one of the worst teams in hockey last year, and they didn't do much this year to improve. So you're saying – but so how are they number one? How are they first? Or is it just they're like good. it's early? Just, I'm saying they're caught oh, okay. up in the whole yeah. thing. I don't know hockey at all, so I'm just trying to understand. I think <laughs> what, I think there's I think mean? there's That's a wild. mojo. There's an energy, like you said. Even the Sixers won last night. So yeah, yeah. You're, I'm you're, like I'm like there's back. a mojo stuff there. <laughs> That you know, they had Jason Kelsey, who's the center for the Eagles, and he came out. They have different guys come and ring the bell or whatever they do before the Phillies game. He came out, and, and I'm telling you, he just got that crowd so wound up. I think it was for Game Three, and and it was just like I said. I think it, that plays off. Other teams in certain cities can play off the energy of a team. It's an interesting point because it even goes back to basketball. If Embiid doesn't get hurt. I, who knows what happened yeah. with that? And they were, yeah, yeah. It's so. an interesting. Uh, a lot I don't know. In Philly right now. Philadelphia yeah. is on top. I mean, they are. There's a lot of energy around that city, and that is again today they get to warm up with the Steelers game, which will be. I mean, sorry to say, it'll probably be an easy win for the Eagles. There should be. I mean, there, there's home. generally no easy wins in the NFL, but but this has all the signs pointing yeah. to a big Eagles win. Yeah, so. yeah. So they get the launch pad of potentially a huge Eagles win at home to approve the seven and zero. You got your MVP candidate quarterback in Jalen Hurts. You got all of this magic, even though he's an Astros fan, <laughs> all of this magic in the, in the city of brotherly love. And then the next day you get a string of three straight home games in the World Series with a chance to win it. I mean, yeah. it, are you going up there for It's him? incredible. I, I said I need a rain delay. I, I can get up there Thursday. <laughs> if I, I need one of these games to just get delayed to Thursday. <laughs> but now, otherwise, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it, which really stinks because I'd love to go. I haven't been to World Series since uh, for the Phillies since 1980. So it's been wow. a long time. Mm. Wow, it's been a long time. Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping for that rain delay for you to be able to get up there and I, I see will, it if, it, if we get a rain delay, I'm there on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of hoping for that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I do want to get to, because we didn't get to get to the Michigan State action and, and what happened be behind that uh, rivalry between Michigan and players literally as identifiable as you could be with your jersey on, number on the back, name on the back, assaulting, quote-unquote, hitting, jumping a player in the like. Some of the silliest stuff I've seen um, after a football game. I get it, rivalries. I get it, tension. I get the again, again environment when you're at a place and it's Michigan, Michigan State. But you got to be smarter than that. We'll touch on that. We'll also touch on it's spooky season, and I'm wondering. I think the Eagles have a uh, a big hand to play in this. But which of the contenders in the NFL right now is the scariest to go up against? Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, some of these teams and these quarterbacks, super dynamic, which one poses the biggest threat, the biggest strikes the most fear in opponents' hearts right now in the NFL. We'll get to that and more. Pat Rooney, for Jay Martin, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on the second floor of the PBKC on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. All right, it's time we get to it. It's time we get to uh, the altercation 
that took place. Altercation, that's a nice blanket word. You can use that for so many things. Besides beatdown yeah. or assault. <laughs> that's the that's the journalistic word where you have to just in case, just in case of whatever comes out, you don't know what it might be classified as. That way nobody can, can sue you. The altercation that went down at the big house. Um, I'm gonna just read off a bit of this. Of course, Michigan took down Michigan State. It was an altercation on the field, really, honestly. 29-7, to and it was more dominant than that of a win for John Harbaugh's big blue Michigan team. But it was mostly what happened afterwards that has a lot of people kind of up in arms. Video on social media from the Detroit News showed Michigan State players gathered around Michigan defensive back Jaden McBurrows throwing punches and kicks. I'm not sure that, that any, either of you, I know J-Mart, I showed you the video. Yep. Of Michigan yeah, State, it. and you saw it. Yeah. Michigan State players in full Michigan State regalia, just following the loss. And of course, I get it. You lose to your rival. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of you know animosity in that. You're on the road, in the tunnel, right after the game. Helmets on and all, jerseys on, and they get they surround this Michigan player, um, throwing punches and kicks. John Harbaugh called it an uh, um, assault. The, the police are now investigating that scuffle with the Michigan and State Harlow team. And Harlow said it was an assault on two people. There was another. So there, there was another situation entirely, or was there another kid in that? That video didn't show it. So the video that only shows the one kid, but apparently there was another kid that was involved in it that I guess the video either happened before or after um, all of that took place. But it was obviously a defenseless guy in the midst, surrounded by white jerseys, uh, just getting you know welled on before he was eventually – um, taken out of that situation by the police, um, I get and, and I've, we we we've all played team sports. We've all been in games, especially heated games, where you know the guys across from you, where you really came in feeling like we can't lose this game. We hate them. We've been talking all week on social media. This might be one of the stupidest things I've seen from college athletes, you know, in in years that I can think of, just because. The police are now having to get involved. If you do this on the field, you know, if you do this, you know, you're getting blown out. And, we, and you kind of have these conversations. I don't know about y'all. I've been in it. I remember in Little League especially, we came out of the halftime break one time. We're getting whooped, like, by 30 points. And we're like, look, if anything happens, you know, we're going to just brawl. We want the game <laughs> to end. If anything happens, we're just going to go at it. Now, we never did it. We never had the guts to do it because then I got to get a whooping at home, too. I'm not trying to get whooped on the field. <laughs> then, at home. Look, if they've been beating us at football, it's not a good idea to pick a fight with them and then go home and yeah, get a whooping. It's really a kind of a dumb plan. I don't <laughs> know why you came up with it. <laughs> well, it was a, it's, it's group thing. You know, you're in the locker room. You have no real game plan. You know you're going to lose, and you're just like, look, we're going to get them. It never happened, thank God. <laughs> These Michigan State players did it on, you know, in a nationally televised game and one of the biggest games of their of their of the year after getting beat and I just think it's the it's the silliest thing and I also is there any you got your jerseys on, you got your name on the back. Like what what makes you think that you're going to get away with something so silly, so foolish? I I don't know, man. What do you if you're a guy that's leading that locker room, how do you even address that as Mel Tucker? Well, I and this is in no way meant to minimize or or absolve Michigan State, but I I, I believe and I, I could be wrong about this. Harbaugh had the same thing with Penn State. I think it was last week yeah. or two weeks ago going into the locker. 
Here's my whole thing, Theo. Why in, in 2020 do we still have both teams going through the same part, especially after a rivalry, high-heated, emotions are going crazy? Can't we put a divider yeah. down it where you go right, we go left or something? Why are both teams still going into the same exit off of the field right after you know a high tension you know a type of rivalry game like that it doesn't make sense especially after this just not not to this degree yeah but to some degree something happened with Penn State yet yeah. the, the week before with that they, it was before the game and they were literally just huddled just like the, waiting to house. walk out on the field so so you've got these these young men 18 to 22 23 year old men just charged up in a hall together yeah before the game. Do you think something bad uh, might happen there? And Harbaugh defended it. Harbaugh defended it. They came out he and said they should coach. It's exactly. Yeah. It's so that, that's a great point. That is so ridiculous. Yeah. Now, and at, after the game, like I don't even know how that scenario happens, it, where one one guy on a team ends up in the midst yeah, of how, the entire team. Why is he not with team? other guys on the team? Why and, is he by himself there? And it's I think so weird. Those are the things that's going to come out as the reporting comes into it and whatnot. And that's what I have to question about is not just why is that guy there, but why is he there alone? Why at any point were there two, just two Michigan players or one Michigan player that we saw in the video alone in a huddle of Michigan State guys? There's so many questions that need to be answered, but at the end of the day, for the Michigan State football, and this isn't new. I mean, football players, especially in college football, these dudes, I remember it specifically me at, at, when I was at Hampton University, the last dude you wanted to pick any kind of problem with at a party, at any kind of function around campus, even if it's just him right there in the student center, is a football player. Mm. Want to know why? It's a numbers game. It's like 70 of them dudes. All of them really athletic. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. I saw way too many times guys, even one time a couple of basketball players had a little tension with football players, and that tension got resolved really soon <laughs> thereafter when 12 or 15 football players showed up. It happens all of the time with these football. But to do it in that setting for Michigan State, I mean, Mel Tucker, who just got that fat contract, you know, who had a great year coming off of a good year. I don't even know how you handle and address that because that is, to me, it's just super boneheaded. But like you said, we're going to find out a lot about why those Michigan players were there in the first place by themselves. And also, again, maybe they do need to do some reconstruction. I know the big house is historic. I know it's <laughs> this is two weeks in a row, though. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, this is something that is, is readily rectifiable. Yeah. Just yep. figure out some other – have one team go off, with, with the other team wait, whatever it is. But, but you should be able to figure out a different entry exit so that kids who are, like you're saying, are all fired up either before the game or just after a, a loss to a rival, that you can – this is preventable is yeah. what I'm saying. And, and, and it's, it's insane. Clear, it's, it's, it's clearly become a legitimate safety concern oh, yeah, as sure. well. And this is, this is an academic institution that is responsible to some degree – for those young kids, actually responsible for both young, for both yeah, teams absolutely. of young kids that are in that building. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have to change that. I mean, that's crazy that that's allowed. There, it, there's going to be, I mean, now that the police are involved and now that this is now not just a problem of, oh, football coaches, discipline, yada, yada, yada. This is now, you know, we're talking about legal action could be taking yep, place yeah. here. So now there's going to have to be some kind of changes there. He, Harbaugh can't just chalk it up to, you know, guys being guys, football, or oh, the coach needs to get his guys in line. 
something needs to happen there. But again, at the end of the day, for those players, I mean, you also got to have. Well, some Harbaugh's kind of not going to be saying that this time. <laughs> Harbaugh was only saying it last. Oh yeah, time. Well, you, this time <laughs> I forgot. his guy is like, yeah, he's not going to be saying anything about like that. Yeah, he was. On <laughs> he's the, not going to defend it this time. He was on the other side of it. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it makes a lot of sense. I just think again for for those guys, they got to tighten that kind of stuff up, especially Definitely. after a, a, a loss either way. Um, for for you guys though, that's a that's a scary thought to think of to have to deal with in the crisis management part on one side of it if you're administration if you're the coaching staff or whatever i want to talk about you know on halloween eve here in the midst of spooky season who are the spookiest nfl contenders the contenders that put the most fear in the opponent's hearts right now in the in, in the nfl today it's week eight we have some clear-cut favorites in the nfl in the nfc i mean it's the eagles and everybody else who stand undefeated, who have the Steelers today and can continue to add on to that record. In the AFC, you got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, the Bengals started looking like something, you know, they're the reigning AFC champs, but Jamar Chase goes down, so we'll see. There's a couple of other, like, hints of teams that are coming up, but really, right now, I feel like there's three teams everybody can agree on. If at the end of the year, one of these three teams wins the Super Bowl, we won't be too shocked. Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. To you, and I'll start with you, J. Mark, because mm. you you, you kind of gave us that fire to start the show off with. You know, you were that engine that oh, got yeah. revving early. Who is the team out of those three that you think is the spookiest in the midst of spooky season? So I don't, I, I'm not sure. There could be some guys out on yeah. this team still, but for me, it's it's easy. It's not even close. To me, it's the Buffalo Bills. I think they're the mm. best team in the league, uh, and, and you know, they're multiple All Pros on defense and a great quarterback like to me that's the best team in the nfl yeah yeah i mean the josh allen effect right like yeah he feels like the most inevitable the most unstoppable guy in the league right now and then they have that roster around him i can't i can't knock that pick yeah pat yeah i'm, I'm right there with jmart on this one i we have a bunch of buffalo bill employees that work here and after they lost last year to kansas city on you know basically 13 seconds yeah you know, unbelievable circumstances i said you guys don't I know this this really stinks and you're down and all that, but but you're the best team. They they were, they were better than Kansas City. I thought last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said it, it, as long as everybody hangs together, Josh Allen stays healthy and everything, you're, you're they're going to win the Super Bowl. They absolutely should win the Super Bowl this year. And that's nothing against Kansas City or even the Eagles. I just think Buffalo has sort of paid their dues. They they had this progressive march to to get to this point um they have everything going for them i don't see either on offense or defense really any weaknesses at all i know the running game's a little bit but uh singletary's been good this year i I think but i i think they're right they're right there in every category that you have uh, including intangibles that you know Mm. that they they probably know they're good and know that they're better than other teams, and that's the only thing they got to overcome is that they haven't done it before. That's it. That's the only thing they, where Kansas City's done it, and the Eagles yeah. relatively recently have done it. But th- that's the only thing that they have to overcome, and, and I just think that the, the makeup of that team is enough to, to, to and, overcome that. And by the way, they're super young. So they could be really great for a long time if they can keep all those guys. Yeah, and mainly they're young at the position that matters the most, yep. and they feel indestructible at the position that matters the most with Josh Allen, who is, again, I mean, if you, you mix in Cam Newton with a little bit more accuracy, and that's just how it feels. It feels like that Cam Newton MVP season, but extrapolated out over the past three years, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, like that offensive attack, it just feels, like we said, inevitable. And the one thing I, I like what you said, and I'm a Chiefs fan, by the way. i got to make sure I get out front. 
I, I, I believe in my God. Chiefs and Astros? This doesn't make any sense. You're all over the place. I was he born is. in Kansas. I was born in Kansas. I'm, all right. I'm from all Houston. Right. I was raised in Houston. Born and raised. All I get right. To, okay. <laughs> but, we, but, but wait, Pat. It's not that easy. Oh, Jay He Mark. can't get off that easy. Jay Mark. Because we literally had a show here <laughs> two months ago, maybe three months ago, where we decided the whole point of the show was deciding what team NFL team he was going to root for because yeah. he was a Carolina Panthers fan for oh, some reason, and he had had this enough. Is, and by the way, this is you always bringing up he, old stuff, Jay Martin. He, and that's, yeah, three months old. Yeah. He wrapped up the show by saying he had decided that he was a Dolphins fan, and then here's within the within two weeks, here's the thing. Here, Go Chiefs, I guess. Here's the thing, Jay Martin. <laughs> um, since you want to bring up old stuff, uh huh. Um, <laughs> I'm a man of principle. You know, I'll get to – you know what? We, we got to go to break. You're lucky we got to go to <laughs> wow. break right now. That's how you got out of this. <laughs> All right. You're lucky we got to go to break. I, after the break, Pat, I, I'll clear this up. Because Pat, right. Pat Rooney now, I feel like he's lost a, a little bit of an ounce of, just, of respect I get it. I get it. And I see some chuckles. I see people, people up there up here on the second floor of the PBKC feeling like maybe I'm a wishy-washy guy. I don't want you maybe. guys to think that. That might be. I got a sturdy foundation. I'm, I'm a fan here. <laughs> Chiefs kingdom, baby. We'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to why this happened and I'll give you as brief of a synopsis as how I've got here as a Chiefs fan um, when we come back here. <laughs> J-Mart is a hater. Pat Rooney, he believes in those Chiefs. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Cattle Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. Not a lot of great teams in the NFL outside of the top three, but there are a lot of great cards and a lot of great pieces of sports memorabilia you can buy, sell, and trade up here on the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Free parking, free admission, and you can make your way down here. They'll be here until 3 for the premier sports card and memorabilia buy, sell, trade show. It's 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 always happening here last Sunday of every month. I'm Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, as always, joined by J-Mart. And we've got Pat Rooney here to close out the um, 10 o'clock hour here on ESPN 106.3 on the second floor of the PBKC. Before we get into our contender talk again, I do want to let people know about some of the events coming up here at the Palm Beach Kennel Club Lunch with a legend. I mean, look at the, the names here on, on this list here that are coming up at PBKC. Um, it, it just jumps off. It'll be at the Paddock Restaurant. We've got Johnny Bench, Joe Theismann, and Nat Moore. If those names aren't enough to get your ears perked up, just know that also they'll be here in person at the Paddock Restaurant. Speakers at um, lunches coming up here at the PB Kennel Club. If you want tickets to find out more about those, Johnny Bench is November 1st. We got Joe Theismann December 12th, and we got Nat Moore on January 10th. You can visit pbkennelclub.com or call 561-683-2222. Not an autograph event, but in the time to for you maybe to pick up some knowledge, learn some things. Absolutely. We've been learning a lot of things here on the second floor, including the fact that <laughs> – that uh, my fandom did switch this offseason, mm -hmm. Pat. Um, Your fandom's for sale, Theo. That's horrible. It was, it's a terrible thing. It was for sale. At any point, anything's for sale at one point. And then, you, and, and then I, was per you know, I was bought into the Chiefs' kingdom. They welcomed me in with open arms. And I'll just give it to you right what straight. What are you talking quick. about? I'll, I'll tell them exactly what happened. I'll tell them exactly what happened as quick as I can. I was a Panthers fan for most of my life. All right. Love the Panthers. Keep pounding. Hashtag. You know what I'm saying? We're winning. Cam Newton. Oh, it's great stuff. Eventually, when Dave Tepper bought the team, I thought every single decision he made was terrible. 
time after time. You hired the Baylor football coach who couldn't even win the Big 12 to try and compete in the NFC South in the NFL. A defensive-minded guy. No wonder our offense stinks. You put Sam Darnold out there. You put P.J. Walker out there. You put the corpse of, of Cam Newton back out there. You put – I mean, there was another quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, out there. I, I'm, I was sick of it. Before they got Baker Mayfield, there was those rumors circling that the Panthers might be in on Baker Mayfield this offseason. And I said it flippantly. I, I, I didn't really mean it, but I was on Ken LeVick Alive uh, Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 on ESPN 106.3. I said, hey, if the Panthers sign Baker Mayfield or trade for Baker Mayfield, I will no longer be a Panthers wow. fan. And, you know, you say things, and if you're going to be a man of principle, yeah, listen. you have to follow up on them. I didn't want to give up my Panthers fandom <laughs> for my decade plus that I've been rooting for Carolina, but I said it. And at the time, I didn't really think it would happen. Honestly, <laughs> at the time, I didn't think it was a reality, but the Panthers went on to trade for Baker Mayfield infamously. And the day they did it, I You're became out. an NFL fan free agent. I spent, right. I spent the rest of my summer as Baker was getting ready for OTAs and training camp. I spent my summer doing research to find out what team I wanted to be with. And yes, on a show here mm-hmm. at the PBKC, I had settled on the Dolphins. And um, just like many kids on signing day, we got early signing day coming up in December. <laughs> I got flipped. I got flipped the Chiefs kingdom. Better offer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's clearly a better offer. There's yeah. no question about that. But to be honest with you, my top three were the Eagles, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs. All good, pretty pretty good decisions that would have been able to uh, They're all good. It. They're so all good. I went with the Chiefs, and I'm, right. I'm a member, a proud member, the newest member of Chiefs kingdom. Um, and, and I'm, I'm glad but why to wouldn't you go like the Texans? No. <laughs> well, they're not good enough? Well, even though even you're from hometown or whatever? I, I just can't root for the Texans. I, so, growing up, you know, bragging against and rooting against Texans fans, as you could imagine, being in Houston, not being a Texans fan, there's no way I can go back home and be like, hey, guys, I'm a Texans fan now. It how about then? How about the Tennessee Titans? Because they were the Houston Oilers. That's really your your, yeah, your that town. That should have been, but I wasn't born when the Houston Oilers were playing football. So again, these things don't have direct ties to me. I can't. I'm sorry, J. Mart. This is just this is just what it is. Um, I got to make sure too. I, I'm looking at the. Okay, we got 10:59. I want to make sure we still had some time to talk here uh, <laughs> before I, we get ran off the airwaves. But no. Um, it it is. It, it's a little weird that I'm with Chiefs Kingdom now, but I'm happy. I got Patrick Mahomes for the next. 10 years of my life, most likely. <laughs> I'm, I'm in good hands, all right? Yeah, they're J-Mart good for a while. J-Mart doesn't have an NFL team. No, I don't. I don't. Um, but yeah. I, but I'm not going to be, like, if I pick an NFL team, I will be all in, like, yes. passionate. You know, that's why I can't, because I'm not passionate about any of the NFL teams right now. I feel you. I don't know. It's fair. I feel yeah, you. that's fair. There's always room in Chiefs Kingdom, man. Nah. It's, uh, you know, it's not I'm not passionate about the Steelers, but I don't have a choice, so. <laughs> It is not it this is, year, at least. No. Yeah. You, 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 uh, you had the feeling before the season that the, the Steelers had a chance against those Bengals. You, you guys got the Eagles today. You can make a big upset. I, I did. My two big predictions were the Steelers versus the Bengals, and then I actually didn't predict them to win. I predicted them to cover, and then I did predict them to beat Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago, and all my brothers were like, you're out of your mind. They're going to get killed. But I don't have that same mojo vibe for yeah, this game. Yeah. This is going to be a beatdown, so I'm, I'm hmm. ready to uh, accept it. Speaking of a beatdown, Sunday night football tonight, <laughs> Bills, Packers, and we just talked about the Bucks suck. We know the Bucks suck. The Packers are bad. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Theo. The NFL, especially October, November, before the teams sort of really get serious about the playoffs, 
any literally anything can happen. You, you do you have a Hall of Famer quarterback for Green Bay. They just yeah. got their rear ends kicked the last couple of weeks by the Giants and the Jets. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give them a game. I, I know I'm not going to say that they're going to win or yeah. anything like that, but I don't think they're going to get blown out. I think. I think there's enough pride on that Packers team, especially with Aaron Rodgers, that he doesn't want to look embarrassed on Sunday Night Football. Uh, And the Bills are really good. Don't get me wrong about that. But, you know, it's hard to blow out teams that you think you're going to blow out. It's just weird how the NFL – and sometimes those teams even win the game. Look at Chicago against the Patriots. Belichick's going for the record against Hallison. I'm like, oh, the Patriots are going to kick the crap out. And, and Chicago absolutely comes from nowhere and, and just beats them yeah. uh, in New England. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Green Bay gives them a game. I hope for a good game. I don't hope for overtime because I do work for an <laughs> NBC station and I don't get to go on until Sunday night football is off. We're 7-0 so far with no overtime games. <laughs> it's week eight of the NFL now season. Now you said it on the You're air, due. though. You're so due. good luck. Have fun tonight in overtime, I pal. know it's coming. I know it's coming. Just don't do it tonight, Aaron Rodgers. Do not do me like that. Oh, man. What a good time here. Uh, good luck to your Phillies, but not really because I want my Astros to win That's the right. final classic. All right. Uh, Mart, good luck in maybe one day finding your NFL home. And, again, open arms here in Chiefs Kingdom. A uh, lot of fun. We'll be here next month on the 27th. We were live on ESPN 106.3.